What up? You're listening to Two Shots the Line with Nick and Skur. I'm Skur. I'm Nick. What up? What up, everyone? It is January 5th, 2022. Happy New Year. I uh, hope everyone had a good holiday season. It's been a couple weeks since we recorded. Wanted to spend some time with the family and, you know, enjoy our holidays. But we're back, and uh, we have a lot to go over, Nick. You have a good holiday? I had a great holiday. What about you? Uh, you know, not not bad. You know, falling downstairs, hitting your head, you know, it's, it's <laughs> I know. great. You got a concussion that's brutal, dude. Yeah, it's fun, man, you know, especially when your fiance is standing at the top of the stairs as your lifeless body is just laying on the <laughs> ground, and she waits a couple of minutes before coming down to check on you. She's always angling for that life insurance. Yeah, money. right. Trying to get trying to get that payday. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I'm glad you're doing all right, and uh, hopefully we can get you out of the concussion protocol soon. Yeah, let's see, man. <laughs> um, uh, take us away. Where do you want to start with today, Oscar? All right, so I just want to go over um, the last six games. Uh, not all of the games, obviously. I'm just going to touch on them. But um, the Celtics, since we last recorded, went 3-3. Three and three. Uh, sticking around that 500 le- um, mark right there, it's kind of a... Sums up the season. Yeah, basically sums up the season. I mean, we lost against teams that we should have beat, and we beat teams that we should have lost against. So it was a little backwards. Once um, again, sums up our season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the games I did want to touch upon is the Celtics at Bucks Christmas Day game because, you know, I'm a big Christmas Day game guy. And um, the last game against the Magic where... Brown dropped a 50-piece. Uh, yeah. Which one do you want to start with? We'll start off with the Bucks because I have a rant to go on about that Magic game, per usual. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I watched that Christmas Day game, and that was a classic example of just how bad this team is this year. We had a lead for about three-quarters of that game, and we threw up all over ourselves in the fourth. And it's it's getting to the point now. It's like, can we just not close out games? Yeah, that's been a big issue with us. And we pretty much had the lead all throughout the fourth, and then the Bucks took the lead with 30 seconds left to go, and just didn't look back. Well, we had a well. My thing is, I feel like we had a decent sized lead against them. It, like every other game this year, it just evaporates. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, Giannis had 36 points, 12 rebounds, five assists. So I mean, that was his first game back from health and safety protocols. He balled out. And I don't think we had Al, who was typically a Giannis stopper. And to be fair, I think our guys got a little gas. We only had eight players for the whole entire game. So yeah. I mean, that's kind of an explanation on why we kind of like tanked at the end. I mean, West Matthews did hit a clutch three with 30 seconds to go. Um, but I feel I, he's on that I still feel like that is a, it was a game we should have won. won for sure. For yeah. sure. I under- I understand you guys are gas. But you know, it's one of those things where you gotta a game like that. You gotta put it all on there on the court. You, you know, it sucks, and I know it's easy to sit in the chair and tell these guys that this is what they have to do. But at the same time, you know, if you guys want to be NBA champions, you're going to have to do these are games you're going to have to win. Exactly, we got to learn how to win with what we got. We just got to will our way to some victories, and we have not been doing that this year. And I feel like our guys have gotten enough experience that where they should be winning these games where we. Don't think we're going to win them. Well, the Cavaliers game, we were smoking them, and we mm-hmm. let them back in the game. Uh, the Wolves, that was a bad game. Greg Monroe ate us alive. A little bit of revenge, maybe? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely a revenge game. I mean, he only signed a 10-day and comes in and puts up 11 points and uh, 9 rebounds in 25 minutes. Uh, where was he when he was playing for us? When Well, the, Brad, for some reason, refused to put him on the bench, which makes zero sense that Ennis Cantor now Ennis Freedom, can get minutes on his squad. But Greg Monroe, who's essentially the same player, couldn't. Yeah. So, I mean, I know he's a little slower, but it's not like Freedom is um, – he can move or anything like that. He definitely can't shoot. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I don't know. I like that Monroe's back in the league. Pretty happy about that. But, um, yeah, that cat or that Wolves game, excuse me, um, 
not bad for us. Um, Horford, 16 points, 9 rebounds. But they didn't have Cat that They didn't game. have Cat. They didn't have Edwards. They didn't have Russell. There's no reason we um, lost that yeah, game. Yeah, we definitely should not have lost that game. Um, Clippers and Celtics, we lost that game too. Not um, shocked because they, they punked us the last time we uh, played. Yeah, Marcus Morris kind of had a revenge game too. Um, 23 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, we still I, honestly, I still wish we had him on our team because he played really well for us when we had him. He my, took some hero ball shots. but My thing with Morris, if you, if you notice, he always puts up the numbers when no one else is around. Mm-hmm. I I like him for what he is as a role player, but I think he has aspirations of being more that I don't think he'll ever live up to. Yeah. And he's a hard guy to deal with. You need established superstars to kind of put him in his place. Like that so that's why I think he wouldn't have worked here. I mean him and Jalen Brown, oh wow, Jalen Brown having issues with somebody again. Shocking. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, um, you know, yeah. They obviously had their issues, so that that was going to be something that they couldn't coexist. Yeah, the only good thing about that game I liked was uh, Robert Williams uh, had 14 rebounds, 10 of them offensive rebounds. Oh, wow. So, I mean, we were getting a lot of second chances, but, I mean, we I think that was the game we shot our uh, historic low, uh, second worst shooting percentage ever with 40 plus three-pointers. Yeah. Um, Houston Rockets February 28th, so within the same calendar year. Four and 45 on three-pointers. You couldn't throw it into the ocean that game. It, yeah. it was bad. We went one for 18 in the fourth. Um, Brown had an awful shooting night, 13 of 36, zero assists. It felt like anyone he passed the ball to could not score. So he's like, I think I saw something like he was the only player with, you know, a bunch of passes and zero assists with a 30-point game. Yeah, but yet again, because Boston, we make fucking excuses for Jalen Brown when he doesn't have any assists. But if it was Jason Tatum, we'd be sitting there ripping him apart. Well, to be fair, Brown was passing the ball. No one hit a shot. Yeah, that happens to Tatum every single goddamn game. But we went no one, one wants for to do. Eighteen in the fourth. Just these. <laughs> I've been saying this forever. No one on this team is an elite shooter. We have not had an elite shooter. So when we when we pass it to the wing like that. More likely than not, it's not going to go in. You're going to have games where people get hot. But who do we have out there? Rob Williams, not a shooter. Al Horford looks awful shooting threes this year. I don't. I think I've seen him hit one. He only hits him when he's wide. Open. I've even, I've seen him miss those lately too. Um, Smart, not a three point shooter. Very streaky. Brown, same thing, is a streaky three point shooter. And then you look at our bench. Pritchard's just starting to come alive, but it's not like he's a spot up shooter. Yeah, Neesmith's not much of a three pointer. I mean, he's when Neesmith is on, it's nothing but net. But when he's off it's bad yeah josh richardson same thing he's more of a mid-range guy mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean so i think that's one of the things that we're missing we're, n- we're missing a sniper we're missing a sniper and uh someone who can just settle us in the fourth quarter which is i think why we're losing a lot of these games in the fourth quarter is because we turn into the easiest team to guard because everyone knows we're just going to go iso with brown or tatum mm-hmm. um, we need someone that's going to be like hold on i'm going to dribble the rock I'm going to make you guys run an actual offensive set. We need a floor general. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, there's not too many available, unfortunately, especially with Ricky Rubio going out. Um, unfortunate ACL injury with uh, the same knee that he already had an ACL injury on. He's I 32, mean, so. I, I think he'll be fine, though. I don't really think he's a guy that relies on explosiveness. I no. think he's more of a crafty Yeah, player. but it's sad to see, you know. Oh, for sure. you never injury like that. And especially for a guy who is kind of having a career renaissance because, you know, he went back to Minnesota hoping to find some magic there. And it didn't work out. Yeah, and then he went to the Cavs, and I mean they've been overperforming significantly this season. Are as they, soon as are, are they two in the East right now? No, 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 they're down. They're they're in the playoffs. I think they're seven or eighth, but oh, they're okay. they, they, I mean they're they're a pretty good team. I, I actually want to touch on them in a little bit. 
Um, yeah, and then another game, uh, the Suns at Celtics. Um, we won that game 108-123. No, I thought we got uh, – did we beat them? Yeah, we beat them. I thought we got spanked in that no, game No, we some beat reason. them. Uh, we beat the number one seed in the West. Uh, the Suns are either 29-8 or 28-8. I didn't look to see if they won last night when I made these notes. Um, but that was an impressive game. Robert Williams, first triple-double of his uh, – wow, I can't talk. First triple-double <laughs> of his career – 10 assists, 11 rebounds, 10 points. I've been saying that for a while, though. That guy, he you have something special on that kid. Yep. It's just a matter of if you can get it out of him and get him to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. That's the tough part. I mean, his athleticism is crazy. I don't know if he'll have a long career, but, I mean, you know, he's one of those guys, he just needs the confidence to do it. And if he can develop anything of a jump shot, forget about it. Yeah, exactly. And and to put it on, uh, add on to that triple-double, five blocks. Wow. So, uh, he was contributing everywhere, which is good. The 10 assists is what shocked me the most. Like, the five blocks, dude can jump to the ceiling and just... I Actually, to be honest, the 10, the ten assists surprises me that it hasn't happened yet. I mean, the guy is a good passer yeah, out of the position. Yeah, he usually has some good finds out of the post. Um, a couple other impressive things about that game before we get to the Magic. Uh, Richardson, 19 points. Seven of our players scored in double figures, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, Booker and Chris Paul didn't really have great games. Uh, Booker only scored 22, and Paul had 14 points, 8 assists, so he didn't even really average his, like, career high, or not his career high, his season average in assists. And uh, it was a pretty impressive win for us. Um, Like I said a little while ago, though, we that's one of the games that, you know, I would have expected us to lose um, versus win. But, I mean, we're winning, we're playing up to our competition. I feel like we see, like, the Wolves on the calendar, and we're just like, meh. Yeah, we like to play at the level of our competition, which mm-hmm. is not good. I mean, it's good against good teams, but bad teams, it's a little scary. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Magic at Celtics. Oh, oh, oh. Final score, 111-116. Nail-biter of a game. Not a nail-biter. I guess, like, we squeaked that W out, is what oh, I yeah. should say. In overtime, mm-hmm. Brown did drop a career-high 50-piece. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, Terrence Ross scored 33 for the Magic, which kept him in the game. Terrence Ross is a Celtic killer. Yep, he always really is. is. Always is. Uh, well, even when he played for the Raptors, yeah, right? Yeah, always. He, that guy is a monster. i actually seen rumors that the Celtics are looking to add him. I mean, I would love him as a six-man off the bench. Yeah. The guy can, the guy can make a bucket for you. Yeah, you exactly. He's a walking bucket. And then a couple other notable things before I let you get into it. Um, Mobamba returned after seven games out of the health and safety protocol. Only had um, six points and five rebounds. Uh, was it Franz Wagner? Uh, he's been playing really well, yeah. way better than his brother. He had 14 points. Um I mean, even the Magic were underhand. Schroeder had 21, and Smart had 17 points. Um, so, yeah, what did you think about that game? Oh, that game. Oh, I oh, talk about the fucking hypocrisy, uh, hypocrisy, I'm sorry, of Boston sports. So, it took Jalen Brown overtime to drop 50 against the Orlando Magic that had nobody. Facts. They did not have like three quarters of their team. But tell me again how that was an amazing performance that he dropped a 50 burger in overtime on the goddamn Orlando Magic. You have a quote unquote superstar and you had to go into overtime against these jamokes. Yeah. These jamokes that didn't have shit. They didn't have their rookie guard. They didn't have Markel Fultz because he's still recovering. They didn't have... Cole uh, Anthony. Is that his name? Uh, Cole Anthony, Cole yep. Anthony, he's good. I um, like him. I like him. He, he wasn't there, I don't believe. Um, no, you, he wasn't. Uh, you're still missing Jonathan Isaac. You don't have half their team. And it still took us in overtime to beat them. Yeah. That is a pathetic showing. And what pisses me off is that if Tatum did that and they barely squeaked into overtime, we'd be ripping him apart. 
I just want some consistency here. Yeah. I just want a little fairness. It's yeah. getting ridiculous. You know, Jalen Brown does something, and it's, oh, oh Jalen Brown, I love him. <laughs> and if people didn't know, I just did, like, a uh, euphemism for entering penis into your mouth um, because that's what Boston loves to do for this guy for some reason. Even though all he does is start shit with all of his teammates. You know, once again, starting shit with Al Horford. It's like, but everyone wants to sit there and gloss over, oh, he's a leader. He's a leader. Is he? Because he reminds me a little bit of Kyrie Irving. Mm. We want to sit there and say Tatum is Kyrie Irving. I'm pretty sure Tatum keeps his mouth shut. Jalen Brown is the one who always has to make a comment. So you think Jalen Brown's the diva of the team? I 100% do, because Jalen Brown always has to be the smartest guy in the locker room. He's trying to be the superstar constantly, and it drives me nuts. I'm not saying he's not a good player, because he is a good player. But it's one of those things, it's like, why does he get a pass for everything he does, and we act like he's the greatest player on this team, when, but at the same time, we sit there and admit that Tatum's got more talent. But we cater to this fucking guy. I don't understand. He has started shit with Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Marcus Morris, Kyrie Irving. And there's probably been more he started crap with. Yeah, that we haven't heard about. Yeah, but yet we want to sit there and act like he's the best player. And that it's okay that he does this and it's justified. Where is it justified? I do not understand. I mean, he's filling in and, you know, scoring, like, with the absence of Tatum. Um, I don't know if he's back tonight against the Spurs. Tatum is back tonight. Tatum is back. He's not looking good to start this game so far, but he is coming off COVID. Um, Health and safety protocols. Did he have COVID? I don't. I I never saw if he did, but he was out for a little bit. So that kind of makes me think he had it. But because he missed like about a week. Yeah, I mean, I do appreciate that Brown is getting buckets while Tatum is out because obviously someone on the Celtics needs to score. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I will have to say that, um, you know, the attitude that he has been bringing to the locker room, I think he just needs to, you know, ha- we need a, a veteran, like like a floor general who's going to put him in his place. Which I want to I get into that a little bit later. Um, but that's one of the things that drives me nuts with this team, man. The, the, we hold certain players accountable, but for some reason there's a love affair with Jalen Brown in this town, and I don't, I truly do not get it. He's a good player, absolutely. But, you know, we sit there, and it's a pass on every single thing he does. And, you know, we're going to wake up one day and realize that he was a bigger problem than we gave him credit for. Um, you think so? I do. I yeah. truly do. Again, you don't hear Tatum starting shit with anybody in the locker room. No. But and, it's, and honestly, and ready, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off the Tatum bandwagon for a second here too. And I know Tatum's been a major disappointment. We all want to rip on Marcus Smart all the time. Marcus Smart doesn't even start this much crap with his teammates. No. Marcus Smart, it's more just doing stupid stuff off the court. But we rip him apart too. Yeah. Which, by the way, find it funny that he had another laceration on his hand. I know. I was what about to say that. what Insta model uh, decided that she didn't want to sleep with him this time? Yeah, for real. He didn't hit the game winner, so he uh, had to punch another glass frame. <laughs> it's it's just it, you know, and I'm not trying to beat up on Jalen Brown, but because again, he is a good player, but it's quite evident that. He, him and Tatum do not work together. It's I'm, I'm done trying to pretend like that's going to work. It's not going to work. You have two guys who think they're the alpha, and it's it's just not going to work. Yeah, I think, honestly, so with Brown and Tatum, I think if there were better pieces out there that were available, Brad might consider making a move to get rid of Brown and bring in some help. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's not going to trade for Beal when we have the chance to just sign him in free agency next year. I don't think we can. Um, or We're going to have to do a sign-in trade. Because we have we extended all those guys, yeah, so we're not getting the money. Um, well, we might you know do some stuff before the trade deadline yeah. now to free up some cap room for him. Um, that's my only guess is because you know we're not going to make that big splash trade for Beal when no he, god no. chances are he honestly might just come here in free agency next year. I think if we trade for Beal, we've talked about this before. I think Beal would actually wouldn't cost you that much. 
Um, yeah, not with Washington. Uh, at the beginning of the season, when Washington was like a number two seed for no reason, yeah. Yeah. But now they've come back down to earth. Um, and I looked it up too. The Cleveland's uh, the sixth seed. Okay. Cleveland's yeah. kind of where we should be at this point this season. Um, we should technically be higher, but I mean, I would say sixth seed is probably right about where we are. We where should, be, should t- be right we now. Should be top four. I'm we sorry. Sh- yeah, with I, the talent on the team, if you have. A, a player in Tatum who is a top ten player who people are talking has the potential to be top five. Yeah. And then you have Jalen Brown who, I, to me, he's a top twenty player. I think he's potential to be top fifteen, top ten. Because yeah. I, I do think his game is limited a little bit. Um, I don't think he has the killer gene in him. I really don't. Um, and I, I don't mean that as a knock against him because I think I, I do think Jalen Brown, like I said, is a very good player. To me, he reminds me of a more consistent Paul George. Yeah, I can see that. But you know what I mean? Like he's a guy good who he, he's a guy who's a good defender, um, a little bit overrated on that aspect, in my opinion. But because I, I think Paul George is an overrated defender, uh, he's no Kawhi. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's gonna be nights where he drops thirty plus a game, but there's gonna be nights where his his shot can't find the hoop. Yeah. And but and there's nothing wrong with that. I think you can build a very good team around that. Um, I just don't think the Celtics are that team unless you trade Tatum. Yeah. But I've told you, I've said it to you before. I, I think you have an easier time replacing Jalen Brown than you do Jason Tatum. It's hard to find a guy who's six ten plus can shoot like Tatum does, as athletic as Tatum is. And uh, Tatum is a good defender when he's locked in. Yeah. Um, he's been showing that his passing ability is getting better. His rebounding is there. Um, yeah, Tatum's been – he's definitely taken a big leap when it comes to playmaking the mm-hmm. last couple of seasons. Um, the thing I do like about Brown is if his shot's not falling, mm-hmm. he will drive it to the basket and usually make a play from there. Yeah, um, he makes a great play for the other team when he turns over at the basket, <laughs> when he dr- dribble drives and then kicks it off his own foot. Yeah, I mean, Tatum's also guilty of yeah, that. Yeah, oh, my so. God, absolutely. I just feel like Brown does it all the time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we're watching different games, but I feel like it's the other way for me. I, I mean, I think Maybe I'm more hyper-focused on what Tatum's doing I think and you're so. more hyper-focused I, I on honestly, what Brown is doing. I, I think that's what it is. I think it's a, you know, it... I think it's because you know how much I like Tatum and I know how much you like Brown. Yeah. So we just kind of go at each other with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it just – and, again, I, I, I'm, I can't say this enough. I'm not saying Jalen Brown is a bad player. Hear me, folks. Jalen Brown is a good basketball player. <laughs> but it's one of those things where, you know, I just – again, it doesn't work here. I, I don't know how much more we have to see it. Jalen Brown has been in the league for six years. Yeah, I know. It's People crazy. forget that. And, you know, I, and I, truthfully, I haven't seen – his game has been improving every year. I haven't seen that leap. I mean, uh, this year maybe. I think last year was the year he took that big leap because he made his all, first All-Star game, and yeah. he was playing really well last year. Um, so – He also quit on the team having that wrist surgery when he did, just saying. Yeah. So he he uh, hit, what, his games played goal and then literally just went and got his – because he was getting an extra pay bump if he played like – I didn't even see that. Yeah, it was – if he played – I'm just going to use a number. I don't remember what the number is off the top of my head, but let's say – Say 60 games. Yeah, if he played 60 games, then he would get that, like, pay incentive. Yeah. So he played that 60 games and then went out and did his surgery, which I'm not saying he quit on the team. I mean, it's not like we were going to do well last year anyway. I th- uh, was it last year or the year before? It was la- it was last season because okay. we got we got our asses kicked by the Nets and I, and say what you want I mean we stole a game from the Nets that series I mean if you if we had a little bit more health I mean we had no Kemba uh, no Brown so if we had Brown and Kemba back I mean I don't want to say it would be a series but 
I mean, we won a game with just Tatum out there. Yeah, we could have at least made it like a seven-game series. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see any reason why we couldn't have fought a little bit more. Yeah. But um, you know, let's uh, let's 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 pivot away from the Celtics for a little bit here. Um, the big news of the league, he's back. He's or coming back. back. Clay Thompson. Clay, dude, I can't wait. The comeback kid, Clay. Yes, uh, he is. Did you hear about the? Uh, practice that they had oh i did the not scrimmage no, i did not um so the warriors had a five-on-five five scrimmage with like the starters versus the bench warmers and it's kind of like the team usa scrimmage that they had back in the 90s dream team okay everyone was saying it's like similar vibes to that and that's like, cool um it was just like super intense and um clay looks amazing from so, what i've heard i did read up on clay a little bit for his comeback uh, they're saying probably sunday against the Cavs. Yep. Uh, I guess he's going to be on a little bit of a minutes crunch there, 15 to 20 a game, and there's a good chance he doesn't play back-to-backs. Yeah, I could see him playing 15 to 20 minutes a game for the first, like, two games, and then they're going to see how good he looks out there. Um, I think I, they're scared, man. Yeah, I, I know they don't want to, like, re-aggravate it, but, I mean, look at KD. Yeah. Um, He's playing a career high, or not a career high, but, like, a, a high in minutes, mm-hmm. more than he has in the last eight seasons, and he's coming off the Achilles injury, and he looks but Amazing. He's two years removed, and I, I mean, my thing is, it's just that Clay, and for a guy who has stayed so healthy in his career, and he just had bad luck after bad luck. I'm, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. And nah, I agree. Because I, I, I love watching Clay Thompson play. Man, he's a good player. Yeah. Um, the, the bench when they were playing against Clay, um, I think, or maybe, yeah, maybe it might not have been bench. It was probably, and I think it was Andrew Wiggins who said it. He's like, did you see him dribble the ball once? Like, literally, he, like, destroyed the practice squad with... I mean, not the practice squad, but I the know bench. I yeah. Um, didn't even dribble the ball. Typical Clay. I mean, that's the thing is his game's going to translate. He doesn't need to even dribble. Yeah, he's um, filthy. And it's going to give Steph so much more room. I Honestly, at this point, if he comes back and even looks 75% of what he was... we're on the same page right now. Um, Warriors are going to win the chip. Yeah, I was just, we're on the same exact yeah. page. That team is... Very scary. Yeah. When you stop and think about it, you know, the way they're built, you know, you Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Green, and then Wiseman when he comes back. Yep. That starting five is scary. Yep. You talk about ball movement. I mean, one through four are ball. Or, I mean, granted, Steph isn't a good defender, but you have Wiseman's pretty good down low. And then you have Green, who can guard anybody. Yep. Clay, who can guard anybody. Wiggins is a good defender. So uh, Steph can guard when he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier this he's season, undersized. yeah, I he's don't, undersized. I don't, I don't blame depending him. on the matchup. But I mean, this this season when they played the Nets, he was he locked down. Har- oh my God, Harden. Excuse mm-hmm. me. And um, so about the Warriors, do you think Wiggins is going to be an All Star this year? I actually haven't seen much of his numbers. He's, Is he having a good year? Yeah, he's having a really good year. He's uh, shooting a career high in threes. Stop taking those mid-range twos. Mm-hmm. Um, is basically they the Warriors have transformed him into a catch and shoot three point guy. Oh, great, another um, one. But yeah, I know, like they need it. But um, he is—he's been playing out of his mind this year, and hasn't—he only—he—he's also super healthy. Hasn't missed any games except for health and safety protocols. Not his fault. Yeah, I—I I mean, it'd be interesting to see if he finally lives up to the potential that he had when he was that number one pick. Yeah. I mean, if you remember, I mean, they're a little crazy, but they're comparing him to like LeBron in some ways. Yeah, which I never got. Well, that. the athleticism, the size. Um, yeah, but even LeBron makes him look small. So if he doesn't make an All Star game this year, I don't think he's going to ever in his career. And he might be, I think, one of like a handful of people who have scored twenty thousand points. Or he might be the only person who have, who will be, score twenty thousand points and never make an all. We'll make game. note of that. We'll take a look. We'll we'll keep an eye on that. We'll take a look and yeah. come back to that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, because I know, like, I don't, I can't remember. I heard this stat floating around, um, but I'm pretty sure no one scored twenty thousand points and not made an all star game. So he could be the first, and he's like, 
because he's played every single game basically of his career, he hasn't missed like any games. Mm-hmm. He's already at like sixteen thousand points. It's stupid. I, I mean, honestly, I'm holding out hope that he goes to Toronto. How cool would that be for him to go back home yep. and that, and that, granted, Mr. Canada? You know, I don't know if he'll ever win a chip there, but it'd be cool if he goes back there and he becomes a force for that team. That that team, I love the Raptors. I think they deserve it. Yeah, they're they're, they're not a bad franchise. They, they've they've made some questionable moves over their time period, but what franchise hasn't? Facts. You know, you, you know, they look, but the Vince Carter years, they had to ship them off because you know it just wasn't working. You it's you hit a point and you're like, I can't. We have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. We don't have money to spend. We don't have good draft capital. So you, you have to trade pieces off. So and Vince Carter wasn't happy there anyway at that yeah, time. I, I mean, there, there's some conflicting reports. Carter says he would have never left. Toronto says we thought he was going to. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really you don't never know. know. And then while we're on the All Star case, um, John Morant. John Morant, man. Best point guard in the league right now? Uh, it's funny that you bring that up. I don't know if he's the best. I, he's he's up there, though, and I, he's scary good. He's been balling. Remember, you remember he's the, taking that leap. Remember the, when they were cute saying uh, Memphis might be better without him? Yeah. And it's like, nah. They, That's they fake were, news. They were, they were just playing to make sure when he comes back, they're in a good spot. Yeah. They, he's the leader of that team. Oh, for sure. You want, and that's you know that's what Boston's missing. Boston's missing that dog. Yep. And that's what he is. I When that draft is happening, I actually, I, I don't know if you remember this. I said I know I said to you at one point, hot take, I would take John Morant number one. I And I nothing against Zion because Zion's a, he's a, a kind of a unicorn in a couple of ways. Yeah. Because um, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but well. Height wise, uh, girth on the other hand, um, but you know Morant is just there's something about his game. You know he's he's got that herky jerky. He he leaves it out on the court, man. Yeah. He's every single possession. He's he's going for it all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in just comparing them to some of the other point guards in the league, um, he he has really good numbers. Yeah, he's been playing really well. He dropped a few thirty pieces. Um, has well, just looking at his stat line, he's twenty five uh, twenty five a game, five point seven boards, six point seven assists. His point per game is six point per, uh, points a game higher than last year, which was a career high then. His assists are down a little bit, uh, but let's talk his assist his steals. I'm sorry. His steals went from 0.9 to 1.4. So that just tells you he's playing more opportunistic defense, yep. but he's hustling. Yeah. Because you don't get steals just from standing there. You no. don't hustle Yeah, and steals. I think he's in year three now. I think last year, you know, your rookie year, you come out, you play well, and no one knows kind of how to prepare for you. Second mm-hmm. year, everyone's preparing for you now because you played well. Third year, you're like, okay, this is how they're going to defend me, so I'm going to come out and play like this. And his coach at the beginning of the year said John Morant was going to be an all-star this year. Look out for him. He is going to be – he's improved significantly. And Really quick, no, I know we usually lie. don't like to do this, but we have the Celtics against the Spurs in that game right now. Go Spurs, go. Uh, Rob Williams just took it off the dribble and just laid it in like it was nothing. Oh, I'm sad. I'm jealous you're facing the TV. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, that being said, uh, you're talking about Morant kind of reshifting his focus. Yeah, he took it coast to coast, essentially, and just laid it up over two different spurs. We're talking about Robert Williams. Robert Williams, the Time Lord. But back to Morant. Yes, back to Morant. Uh, you know, you made, you made the comment about how teams have adjusted to him. He is shooting 48% from the field, which is a career high. Mm-hmm. 40 from three, which Ooh. is also a career high. Um, so he's figuring it out. Yeah. And if he can take another step, Jesus Christ, Look out, be yeah. careful. He's going to be an MVP of the league. He's Just, like He kind of reminds me of D. Rose. 
Honestly, I, I can I can look like at that. third year D Rose. That's because he's D. not Rose a won his MVP because he's not a sniper. Yeah, um, but he can shoot the three if you leave him alone, mm-hmm. and he's gonna get to the cup. Yep. And so you have to you have to hope for health then, if that's the case. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want like you know the same career path as D Rose had for John Morant because I want to see a health. John Morant is one of the future faces of the league. Absolutely, in my opinion. absolutely. But just like going down, looking at all the uh, young point guards in the league. So I, I you know I looked at De'Aaron Fox, D'Angelo Russell, Dejounte Murray, and Trey Young. He has he's averaging all across the board better than De'Aaron Fox, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and he is averaging almost eight points more a game than Deontay Murray. Um, his assists and rebounds are under Murray, but you know he's not too far off. And Trey Young's a different story, but Trey Young just shoots threes all day. Yeah. Um, and he's got another year in the league on. Yeah, and Trey Young too is. Um... He's undersized compared to Morant, so he's not going to be as good of a defender. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Trey Young probably puts up a lot more shots than Morant does too to get that average. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously not looking at the numbers right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, based on just like you know the eye test. Um, but yeah, I think Morant has a solid case to make an All Star game. This I year. I love John Morant. Again, I you know if. You, the Celtics could get him. I'd, I'd do a backflip, oh, you know, God, which yeah. well, that would be great. I kind of did one down the stairs the other day, <laughs> but you know, it was, oof, I would love that. Yeah. Um, and then I just quickly wanted to touch on um, just the Bulls being number one. Ooh, the Very Bulls, impressive. man. You know, it's funny. Everyone was saying that team was so bad after this offseason. Uh, been like, why would you construct a team like that? Why wouldn't you construct a team like that? Yeah. You built a team, like, you built, I don't want to say the perfect team, because every team has flaws. But you built a team where you and and if they had Patrick Williams still, yeah, that's the thing. Oh, forget about it, man. You have a defender pass first who can shoot a wide open three point guard, mm-hmm. a shooting guard who can shoot threes and dive to the and dive to the cup. Then you have Demar Derozan with that inside out game, scary. Yep. Um, and he's a good defender. He's not great, but he's good. Uh, Patrick Williams would have been at their four. Who yeah, people compare which... him to the claw. Yeah, that's the thing is he's like the guy who would have been out there defending KD, mm-hmm. um, and Giannis. Then have, so that they're gonna miss that in the playoffs. And then sure. you have Vucevic, who I'm not a big Vuce fan. But I mean, offensively, great. He's good. He's um, good. But yeah, that's the thing is you you also need like a center. I mean, he's a rebounder, offensive guy. He's yeah. not a defender. Yeah, honestly. So that's like their only like weakish spots. But they're number one in the East. No one saw that coming. Um, Demar Derozan hit this guy. Did. Oh yeah, Nick Demon saw it coming. Um, DeMar DeRozan hit those two back-to-back game winners, Mm -hmm. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. First time ever in NBA history. The only other person to do that was Larry Bird, but it wasn't on a back-to-back game. Hot take, I actually would not be surprised that DeMar DeRozan gets some MVP votes this year. Oh, I think, yeah, he's definitely top five. I know it's the way too early MVP projections, but, I mean, what he's doing to that team, man, that he's adding a whole other element to this team. Um, some leadership, and I don't know where this is coming from because this has been missing for. I think this has been his biggest missing part of his game since he was in Toronto. Yeah, I think if he was this much of an alpha in Toronto, I don't think he ever gets traded. And I think there's a couple times they may make it past LeBron in the East. Yeah, I think um, that's the thing is everyone's gonna sit just wait for the, it's like the Bucks the last couple of years just wait for the playoffs. Same with the Jazz, like. We'll see what he does in the playoffs because he tends to always flame out in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So whole, I mean, for Demar, I mean. I would love to see him just make a deep playoff run. If yeah. the Bulls make the Eastern Conference Finals, that's a victory season for oh, them. Absolutely, like, absolutely. And, I, I mean, there has to be linear progression for sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that team is, like I said, I love that team, how it's built. And Patrick Williams comes back healthy. It's going to be it's, it's going to be good. Um, I know you wanted to talk about some of your surprises in the league. Uh, who do you got for your 
East surprise? Um, I mean, we just went over it, the Bulls, mm-hmm. um, and I touched on them a little earlier, the Cavs, too. Okay. Um, just because I think we should be where the Cavs are. They should not be outperforming us at all this year, especially with our, you know, our, our guys have been in the league longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Mobley's been playing really well. I know he's been out because of the health and safety protocols. Same he, with Jared Allen. He's been he's been a revelation yep. there, it um, seems like. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, night and day difference. Kevin Love's been playing really well. Yep. Um, he might look for him on the trade deadlines to make some move. Not him, but, you know, the Cavs to move him maybe, potentially. I don't know. Get Darius Garland has been filthy ever since Colin Sexton went out. Yep. Um, yeah, and I'd say those two for the East. Uh, what do you got for the West? Um, so for the West, Golden State was actually my surprise team. And I know people are probably saying, why is Golden State a surprise team? Well, if you remember a couple of years ago, their squad wasn't too much different than this, and they were awful. Mm-hmm. Without Clay Thompson, they are number one. By the time when I did when I did this all earlier today, they are number one in the West with a 29-7 and record. Yeah. Without Clay Thompson Without Clay. or James Wiseman. Which I know some people are saying, why James Wiseman? He was the number two pick in the draft. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. A- people forget about that, and that's the thing is they had those down years. Um, that just gave them two years to get everyone who's on their roster because, you, like you just said, they're pretty much the same roster to get acclimated with the system. They've yep. learned the system now. It's kind of like Spurs esque, where it's just like we're gonna find guys who we can plug into our system. You're gonna either get chewed up and spit out, or you're gonna just adapt and have a hell of a career if you do not want to play team basketball you do not have a spot on that team that's why wiggins has been doing well and that and honestly that's one of the things i love about golden state that's the only thing i like about steve kurt seems like he really hits home on that whole team basketball Mm -hmm. approach uh for disappointment i actually i I thought the lakers have been disappointing yeah lebron handpicked that team and he had a trade worked out to go get buddy a buddy healed and get more three-point shooting and you said, nah, never mind. Let's pump the brakes. Let's go get Russ Westbrook. Yeah. And that has blown up in your face. Facts. And he's, I mean, LeBron built that squad. He wanted DeAndre Jordan. Uh, he wanted Howard back. And he's, you know what I mean? And now they're they're one game over 500. Yeah, they're sixth, seventh in the um, West. And what's crazy is the last, like, seven games, roughly, LeBron has been balling. I think mm-hmm. the reason why he wanted Westbrook is so he didn't have to handle all the playmaking yeah. and just chill in the seat, like take a back seat, just chill during the season, wait till the playoffs, start gearing up, you know, March, April, get ready for the playoffs. But um, he's had to just carry it all on his back and still can't like will his team to a victory. Well, it's funny because if you remember, I feel like this is like an ongoing thing with uh, James every single year. He's constantly looking for someone to take ball handling duties off him. Because if you remember when he first got to the Lakers, that awful year, what was the thing they were looking for? Playmakers. Yep. He wants to be surrounded by playmakers to take it off. They were awful that year. They didn't even make the playoffs. Well, yeah, he went out with the injury, but they were playing well he, until they, he went out with the injury. They weren't making the playoffs that year. They, they were they because they, you, you remember that was the Brandon Ingram Lonzo ball like they looked like shit yeah that year. that's fair and then yeah, I mean what I think they had Lance Stevenson they signed I yeah mean, they did I, I, strumming that guitar yeah and it's they he had all his playmakers and it didn't work and I feel like every single time he tries this it doesn't work because he's looking back you know what LeBron you had Kyrie Irving and it worked that year and then you pissed him off mm-hmm. if you had just shared the ball with him a little bit more you, it maybe not because Kyrie Irving's kind of tapped. Yeah, I was gonna say it might just be a Kyrie issue. Um, while we're on the subject of the Lakers, um, I know you wanted to touch on Anthony Davis potential trade and uh, Russell yes. Westbrook to the Celtics potentially. Yeah, so there's been some things floating around the league. Uh, AD, there's rumors that he may be available. Um, that would cost you a pretty penny. 
I'm not really sure where he's at numbers-wise anymore. I remember at one point everyone said he was going to be the future face of the league, and I feel like that has he's, not come to fruition in the Lakers. He's taking like the LeBron ap- approach where he's just like, I'm going to chill during the regular season. Once playoffs come, I'll I'll be the best player in the league. I um So that that's a guy, I don't know if you'd have any interest in him if you're in the green. Um, um, I know, I mean, obviously, when Danny Ainge was here, that was the guy he lost it after. Yeah, I mean, because when you can get the brow, you, you get the brow and then work out the rest of it later. Um, I mean, I would love to sign him, uh, or not sign, but trade for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what we'd have to give up and how much we'd have to just completely blow up our roster. Well, so I think the one thing you have a benefit of is, uh, I mean, you have two young guys who you were talking about trading them for LeBron, uh, Anthony Davis anyways. Now they've come into their own, so it's no longer a package deal where you're sending both of them for Anthony Davis. Yeah, you're sending one. You're sending one. So then you have to look into who fits Anthony Davis more, who might the Lakers have more interest in. If you're asking LeBron James, I actually think he has more interest in Jalen Brown than Jason Tatum. He said numerous times that Jalen Brown is a very underrated player in this league, and you know LeBron, he always wants to be the smartest guy in the room. That being said, the Lakers might have more interest in Tatum in the sense that, you know, they they can kind of be like, oh, it's Kobe's Kobe 2.0. Yeah. So he's going to sell jerseys. He's going to put butts in the seat. Mm -hmm. Um, And he could be the face of the franchise when LeBron takes over. Yeah. And honestly, if I was the Lakers, that's probably who I'd want. Well, yeah. Because you could give them a. What's Tatum's biggest knock right now? He doesn't have the voice. He does not. He's not a leadership kind of guy. If you put him behind LeBron James, he's not going to be the leader. Yeah, I just don't want to help the Lakers. I don't want to help the Lakers either. <laughs> um, I think it would be kind of a, a win-win on both in the yeah. sense that you're still keeping one of the two Js and you're getting Anthony Davis out of it. But again, we don't know if that's even a possibility. Yeah, I don't. But the other trade, not to cut you off. No, you're, I was going to say I don't think they'd trade the Brow, honestly, um, the, at least this year. The other trade that I've been seeing is – you know, the, and I've actually seen a mock trade for this put out. So there's definitely something going around right now. The Celtics getting Russ Westbrook for a package that's sent around Al Horford. So you'd still be able to keep both the Jays, um, and you would just trade Al Horford's bloated contract for Russell Westbrook's bloated contract. I, I hate it. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I know. We talked about it the other day. I know you hate it. I thought about it a little bit more, and I know, like, Russell Westbrook, if he can just come and just take a backseat role, Versus where he's at at the Lakers, where it's like LeBron wants him to handle the rock and do a lot of the ball handling. Yeah. If he can come here um, and, you know, let Tatum and Brown, since we're not trading Brown in this hypothetical situation, just do their thing, but able to slow them down enough in the fourth to maybe get some plays going. But he's still not like a he's not like a Chris Paul type point guard. He's just a, I'm a drive, I'm a kick it. Well, that's my issue with bucket. him. So and- it is kind of. And this is why I don't want him. So you're getting rid of you. So you're getting him right to replace a point guard who can't shoot threes with a point guard who can't shoot threes. Yeah. Because Westbrook can't shoot threes to save his life, and he, you want to. We're talking about ISO ball problems. All he's gonna want to do is ISO ball too. So now instead of having two guys that run ISO, you're you gonna have three. three. Yeah, that's the thing is there's only one ball. And and that, <laughs> and that's and that's my the scary thing about this is because then I think it's gonna be another situation where who's the alpha type thing, and I think it's only gonna get more messy. Um, you know, I, I think the Celtics, if they're going to try to get a, a, a superstar-esque player, they need to go out and get a guy who is very Kevin Garnett-esque. And I think right now the best person available for that, I mentioned this before, Dame Time. He is, if there's anybody who reminds me of Kevin Garnett more, it's Damian Lillard. Because you're talking about a guy who is 
loyal to his franchise. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really want to leave Portland, but he wants to win. Yep. And if you look at it, it's not like he's like, ah, oh, I want to go to the Lakers. I want to go to the Nets. He was like, I want to go somewhere. I have a better chance of winning, but I'm not sacrificing my integrity to do it. Yeah, he's not going to go just join a super team. Exactly. So, I mean, and I think that's what this team is missing. You need you need the big dog to come in here and be like, boys, this this is how we're going to get it done. Yeah. And, you know, it, Kyrie Irving had that big personality, but it was almost more along the lines of, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Where Dame is, he he all he cares about is winning. And you know what I mean? like And loyalty. Yeah. And, and he's the kind of guy where, again, I think there would still be a little bit more ISO with him. Um, I, I don't think there would be as much as it is if you brought in Russ. But that being said, at least he can knock down a three. He can and, knock down a three And sure. we're talking about Logo Lillard. I mean, forget about it. I mean, when you think of deep range art, like archers, it's Steph and Dame. Those two have revolutionized the three pointer. Yeah, and, um, and Harden obviously, but and I, I understand you're, it would cost you one of the Jays to go get him, and you know what, and that that hurts, and especially because the age, because he's he's over thirty. But that being said, if you really want to win a championship, you got to do it. Yeah. Um. So I mean, if you could do that, um. And then you have to go to try to find another star somewhere else. That becomes a little bit more complicated. You're gonna to have to find someone who's in a very bad situation who forces their hand to come here. Yeah. Because Dame won't do that. No. Dame is too loyal to Portland, which that makes me want him more. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you have a guy that's not gonna turn on his team like that to get out. He's not gonna pull a Kyrie. He's like, I'm here for life, and then like a week later, he's like, peace. Yeah. I mean, Dame is he's constantly still savvy. He doesn't want to leave, yeah. but he will if he has to. Yeah, because, I mean, it does get to a point where you've given your whole entire everything to a franchise. I mean, <laughs> there's points where Kobe was going to leave the Lakers. Come here. Yep. Dirk was going to leave the Mavericks, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then they they stuck around and they got Paul lucky. Pierce was going to leave the Celtics. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it, it does happen. You do have superstars that are unhappy. You have to be the team that the superstars who are unhappy want to come to, mm-hmm. and that's the fine line you have to walk. Yep. So. Exactly. Um But, yeah, is there anything else you want to hit on before we take off? No, man, I think that's it. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate, you know, you sticking with us through this break. Yep. Um, Two shots at the line again on Instagram. And give us a like. DM us, you know, any suggestions for the show, anything else per usual. Still waiting for questions. Still waiting for those questions, you know what I mean? But, you know what, that's fine. You know, due time, people due time. And, uh, yeah, you know, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace. Peace.